It's your favorite time of week when Brooks and Chelsea meet to talk about all things Ren. It's for your information. So take a seat and listen up, because this is going to be some really good stuff. Grab your coffee and listen in. It's for your information. But seriously, don't forget your coffee. Welcome back to this, well, on my side, not so beautiful day. It's been raining here for about the past hour. Um, we have, I think we have a tornado watch too. Yeah, a couple of people have said that the signs have gone off around their house. So take right. cover if needed. Um, we have another podcast for you all for FYR today. And I think Sarah and I were just talking about how we say this, you know, every time. But we're really excited for this one um, just because... It's, it's bringing a whole kind of new world to Rin that we haven't really tapped into before. So that's really exciting to, to share that. Um, we'll introduce our guest in a second, but first, how are you doing, Sarah? Your knee doing all right? Doing okay. It's been a busy day. Drive week. again? I'm driving again, um, walking again. It was exactly six weeks. So, you know, trying, finally feeling like a person again and walking through the office without too much of a limp. So that's always a good thing. There you go. Yeah. Getting, getting rid of the, the crutches, I bet, was the, a big yeah. loss. Yeah. Losing the crutches and gaining the keys were, um, were a big plus in my life. But otherwise, good. Busy week. It's Wednesday for us. Just a couple more days left and another weekend to enjoy. But a lot, a lot of things to get done between now and then. Yes, definitely. I understand that. Well, without further ado, we will introduce our guests. So we will be talking about cryptocurrency today with Brandon Hamrick and Kelly Palmer. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. And actually, I just thought of one thing before we get into our questions for you all. I want to give away some more swag. So Sarah, yes. if you're okay with it, Absolutely. I'm going to count how many times we say crypto starting the very beginning of this podcast. I've already had a couple tallied. So if you can tell us how many times you say it and you submit it to us, you will be put into a drawing for a t-shirt. So we'll give you, we'll give you some ring swag and I, I made, yes. I may try to pull some strings and see if I can get you some award co points too. There so. we go. Does that mean we're supposed to try and not say it? Oh, up to you. You guys, Brandon and Kelly, are our, I would say, crypto experts. I know you both would say you still don't know everything about crypto, but for the time being, you're you're our go-tos. So first question for you both is, what is crypto? What does that mean? Yeah, so when I first got into crypto, I thought that initially crypto was just Bitcoin. It was just this currency that you can transfer back and forth between people when you want to do payments. And I learned that it was a lot more than that. It's not just a currency. You know, you have coins and you have things called tokens as well. And at the heart of crypto is really, it's there, there's these software organizations that are trying to solve some problem. There's some utility that they're creating this token or coin for. And the ones that most people know of is really for currency. So I'll just stay, stay with that. But uh, it, it's a great way. A, a great decentralized way, meaning that there's not some central entity that is controlling it. Uh, it's a great way to get payments to and from people uh, without having to include a bank or uh, without having to physically be in, in the presence of somebody. So it's a, again, it's a digital way to transfer money to and from people. And you can transfer it from here all the way to Tahiti if you wanted to. And so how do you, you get into it? Like if I wanted to pay you because you picked up groceries for me, how do I get into it? 
I think the, the easiest way is you can purchase coins or tokens or units from any company that facilitates cryptocurrency exchanges. So, you know, Coinbase is really popular. As a matter of fact, I think it's the most popular for beginners. And so the first thing you have to do is be able to, to purchase crypto, and then you can use it for a lot of different uses, right? You can buy services. You can buy items. There are a lot of things you can do with crypto. Interesting. Is it a volatile market? I feel like I've heard a lot in the national news lately. Yeah, I think with any new market, it is going to be volatile. If you think back to the early 1900s, when we hear of the stock market crash and things like that, you know they, they started to come out with more regulation around that industry to kind of give it some parameters so people wouldn't scam people or, or kind of knew the rules to live by. And crypto is in that similar phase. There's not enough regulation yet. So it's a risky investment. It's actually maybe some will say one of the riskier investments. So with those volatile swings, you have uh, chances to, to lose money, but you also have chances to make a lot of money depending on which side you're in. So I would say that the regulation or lack of regulation is why it's so volatile today. I think the other part of that is there are a lot of signs that the volatility in the crypto markets is starting to turn a corner, right? Institutional investors and trading firms are beginning to enter into this market more heavily. So as that happens, you know, the, the whole crypto uh, market will become a little more stable, right? And it will better mimic traditional markets. Is, it, is crypto popular or what kind of demographic is it popular among? Yeah, so I think, I think crypto is definitely becoming kind of a new hype word that we start to hear. I, I think most people maybe heard about crypto with Deutschcoin. Mm -hmm. Last year, there was definitely a huge... Uh, spike of interest as people invested in, in Dogecoin and tried to make a bunch of money because we still heard of the overnight millionaire. It, it's estimated that there's you know 34 million individuals in the US uh, will own crypto by the end of the year. So I would say that's wow. quite a large uh, rise from where it used to be. Yeah. And of course, with something new, you know, the, the younger generations are typically the ones that uh, are first to adopt it. So we see most ownership is between 25 and the 34 year olds. Uh, followed by 35 to 44 as, as really the next generations. I feel uh, I like think I hear a lot about professional athletes lately putting, signing a new contract and X amounts going to crypto. It's, it's fascinating to me only because I didn't realize it was that understood yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's becoming uh, it's becoming under more understood as celebrities start to adopt anything. I think people listen and and start to follow suit after. What do you think, Kelly? Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you look at like Elon Musk, right? And yeah. when he says something about crypto, guess what happens? It either tanks or it skyrockets. Right, shoots to the moon, you know. Even up with the cool kids, I guess. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I think maybe that's important to note is, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum really have the highest ownership percentage still in the space. Some others are starting to gain popularity. I think Bitcoin right now has about 25 million users, and Ethereum has about 13 million users. You know, we'll start to see those percentage of ownership drop as other as other crypto 
you know, becomes more popular. So how does this then kind of translate into REN and RCF and our charitable giving? Obviously, last year we started accepting crypto donations, which um, I know didn't, wasn't as popular as maybe we were hoping, but we're, we're building that up this year. So what are we, what are we doing tied to crypto and charitable giving right now at REN? Yeah, so I think we thought, first of all, that it was really important because as the number of crypto users grows, so do the number of crypto donations, right? As a matter of fact, crypto users are the fastest growing donor demographic in the United States. So it's really important that we had a way to facilitate crypto donations on behalf of our clients. You know, we really expect that as adoption grows, you know, a lot of our clients will want to take advantage of crypto donations for a couple of reasons. Number one, it really diversifies the asset class right? That they're able to accept. And number two, it creates interest to a whole new pool of donors for them. I think the other thing, Chelsea, you mentioned, you know, it wasn't maybe as popular as we thought. And I think when we start to think about some of the challenges we have, it really centers around understanding this donor demographic where we have traditionally thought of financial advisors as our clients. A lot of these crypto users don't have financial advisors. Mm -hmm. So we have to think about it differently, market a little bit differently and partner with some really great, really great people like at the giving block. Brandon, yeah. what else would you add? Yeah, I think that was one of the, the coolest things when we went to the, our first crypto summit was we were expecting that we'd be dealing more with financial advisors and CPAs. And we started seeing Jordans and Yeezy shoes and people that were wearing <laughs> just t-shirts at these conferences. And they, you know, they were just the everyday person that either were some of them were just actually coming to start researching the tax challenges or the tax laws of cryptos and, and other they were they were there because they've made a lot of money and they were just trying to you know further their education so i think for me that was the most enlightening it's not your traditional demographic that we were used to so with Ren starting to um, or deciding to accept crypto as of last year, how does that help us in opening up our market and are we benefiting at all from accepting the crypto? Yeah, so I think some of the, the conversations that we were having with our clients, they were coming to us and saying, we're, we have clients or donors that want to start contributing crypto, but we don't have a solution for that. Is there anybody out there that can help us with that? And I think as we started to receive feedback, we saw that crypto wasn't just a fad. It wasn't just some scam that's out there, as many have said in the past. It's something that's viable and, and it's going to be the future. So we took that feedback and Kelly went off and did a ton of research and started partnering with the Giving Block. And I'm not going to steal her thunder here, but she definitely started part partnering with the Giving Block and doing this research and saying, you know, this is enough to, to create some sort of formal asset class for our charitable donors. Kelly, I'll let you speak. I'm not trying to talk for you here. No, no. I think, you know, it's been super exciting here, you know, just opening up a new way to donate, right? There, we're really on the leading edge of this, right? There aren't that many organizations who are accepting crypto. And uh, one of the larger organizations, of course, is Fidelity Charitable. And they collected $331 million in crypto donations last year. Wow. $331 million, right? If they can do it, we can do it. 
right? And we can take it a step further, which we can talk about in just a little bit. But yeah, there's no reason for them to, to hold this market. We have the, the skills, the technology, and the know-how to do this. Yeah, well, hopefully everybody saw the press release that went out today with our exciting news that we will now allow donors to invest in crypto within their donor advised fund. So this is, yeah, pretty much an industry first. I mean, there may be some other organizations that do it, but nobody, uh, none of the major donor advice fund sponsors that we know of. We were getting a lot of inquiries about the ability to, to, you know, invest in crypto within the donor advice fund. We're pretty excited that we're bringing this solution to the market. And if you think about the donors, most of the donors that uh, invest in in crypto and have made money that they're wanting to give donations of all their capital appreciation, they made their money in crypto. They didn't make their money in stocks and bonds. So they want to be able to hold or to be able to donate that and, and, and then invest in crypto and, and stay within that asset class because that's what they know. So this is not just exciting for us, but I think it's even more exciting for our donors. So are we providing the ability for clients to donate to the assets that they're holding in crypto? Or is that something that is not yet in the pipeline, but coming down the pipeline? Well, certainly um, donors can donate crypto. We are investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So if a donor has something other than those, they can donate those, convert to cash and purchase the Bitcoin or Ethereum, or they could convert to to either one of those cryptocurrencies. So we're pretty excited. I may not have asked my question right. Are are we allowing them to um, then donate their crypto to charities? Oh, oh, good question. Or did I just throw out a million dollar question that we need to start thinking about? (laughs) I think that's great. Right now, we are requiring um, anybody investing in crypto to have at least 15% of the fund value held in traditional assets. And those traditional assets will be used to pay expenses and and grant, fund the grants. So, um, the answer right now today is no, but perhaps sometime in the future. What challenges have you all faced in trying to implement crypto internally? I think, you know, crypto, the crypto market has its own unique set of challenges or opportunities. The first being that the market never closes, right? It's a 24 by 7 by 365 market. And so crypto users tend to have an expectation of, you know, immediate response, whether it's, you know, in the middle of the night, whether it's on a holiday, doesn't matter. So the great thing about partnering with the Giving Block and using their widget is that crypto donors can donate anytime they want. But that's been something a little tricky, right? When it's December 31st at 11.59 p.m., mm-hmm. bring on those crypto. In. Yeah. yeah. Right. What else, Brandon, would you say? You know, I, I I think just internally educating and having enough people that that know what crypto is, is, is a challenge. I mean, crypto is so new, so there's not a lot of internal resources around around that. And and even with the news that's out there with crypto and the, and the research, it, you really have to spend a decent amount of time, at least today, to understand crypto and be able to talk about crypto. So I think that in addition to the it being available 24-7, I mean, you can go to sleep and you wake up the next day and the value 
value of your account's way different. We're just not used to that in the re regular stock market because it closes at four o'clock every single day through Monday through Friday. So I, I think overall the education and the timing is is definitely our internal challenges. Yeah, I'd say the, uh, you know, another thing that I'd mentioned here too is that the crypto users don't typically work with financial advisors, right? So we talked about that a little bit. So they the just beginning. do it straight up themselves. That's right. That's right. So one thing we learned very quickly, you know, last last winter when we first started to offer this is, you know, we can't just work with them like we work with financial advisors. We have to have solutions that the donors can work with, right? It has to be self-service. So that's why you probably saw a lot of crypto donations going into the Renaissance Charitable Foundation Giving Fund because that has investment pools set up and, the, and a donor can just select from, you know, a predefined listing of, of yeah. mutual funds. Was it thought about when we were establishing the RCF um, giving fund, was crypto involved in that discussion at all, or did it just happen to mesh well that we had this separate um, option for them? Yeah, it just happened to mesh well. Totally unintentional, but thank goodness we had it because it really was a lifesaver. Otherwise, I think a lot of these people would be turned off. Do you have any good crypto stories? Yeah, yeah. I got to work with so many cool people already. Um, I think about Ricky Tata, right? Uh -huh. He is a game board designer. And so um, I had a lot of had a lot of unique conversations with him. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, look him up. He's got a lot of videos out there. Got to work with Forrest Browning. He's the co-founder of Audius, and he was previously listed on, on the Forbes 30 Under 30, right? And as a matter of fact, the co-founders of the Giving Block, Alex Wilson and Pat Duffy, were both listed on the Forbes 30 Under 30 last year. So, you know, we get these great people we get to work with. Another one I had the pleasure to work with was Gregory Eddie Jones. And if you don't know who he is, he's a well-known um, NFT photographer. And so he gathered 50 plus people from around the world and they created an NFT fundraiser that benefited the Ukrainian Emergency Response Fund. So it was great to work with him and his set of people. And then Jared Isaacman is probably the final one that I would mention. Some of you may know Jared as he um, commissioned the first SpaceX individual flight with he and, and several of his friends. And in the process of doing that, he raised $200 million for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Interesting people um, who are very charitably minded. And I heard word of a possible external podcast that we're working on. Wait, Can you what? tell us more about really? that? Give a little bit. <laughs> 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 a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. So yours truly and Kelly, we're going to have our own podcast. I'm sure it'll be hilarious and funny and entertaining. <laughs> so please listen in. But it's so you're our, just warming up, but you're just using us to warm up. Is you, that you're it? just you're just the warm up. Um, you know, Great. and then once we get going, it's going to be quite entertaining. But yeah, it's called just uh, it's called give a little bit, and it's really the main focus is to educate crypto users on the benefits of donating uh, to their donor advice fund and even really to just charitable instruments in, in general. Yeah. yeah. One thing one thing we found is there are a lot of crypto users, but not a lot that know about planned giving. 
So that's the whole point, really. We're not experts in crypto. We're we're experts in plan giving. So we're going to focus on that. Yeah, and it's, I think it's nice, though, that you you have enough knowledge to combine the two uh, and make it more interesting for all of us that get to work with you day to day so we can learn a little bit more about both aspects of the business. Yeah, and I think it just keeps keeps us more, um, you know, with what's flowing with the world and, and the market and all of that. I mean, you are former name Renaissance. You hear that and you think, you know, old, <laughs> stuck in your way, but really with our, our switch to Ren and some things that are going on with the foundation, I think accepting crypto is just one more step in that direction of continuing to be that leader. Exactly. Well, well hey, let's switch the topic a little bit. I want to get to know you guys a little bit more. Yes. I know yeah. we they're big, bad, dangerous questions, but here we go. Um, always kind of it's kind of become a um, a routine with our podcast to get to know our guests a little bit more outside of the business aspects that they join to share. So I'm going to start. Um, I'll start with Brandon and say, if you could write a book, what would it be about? Ooh, write a book. What would it be around? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I would say it would be. Oh gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. I, okay. I like that book. <laughs> oh. Do you have an answer for that, Kelly? I mean, if I wrote a book, I think I'd write it about something, um, something geared towards you know living your life to the fullest, Ooh. right? I, I, something yeah. that you learn as you age, right? <laughs> Take every opportunity you can. When you and I work together, we laugh a lot. And I just think you you always add a little bit of fun to whatever we're doing. Definitely. Yeah, you have to. Absolutely. Next question. Back to Brandon, since you didn't answer the first one. I'm going to, I'm going to peg you right now for the second one. What's the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? Um, Well, I jumped off a bridge into a river once. (sighs) How high though? If it wasn't that high, was it really that scary? (laughs) It was only five feet, but it's it was it scared me. And was that a river or was it a creek? No, it was it was a turkey run. I we were actually tubing on turkey run, and this local was pointing to this spot on the bridge and was telling us to jump off of it. And of course, I'm a gentleman drunkie, and I said, "Why not?" So I jumped off off the bridge into the little creek, and luckily he pointed me in the right spot. So that's probably the scariest thing I did. I trusted some random stranger, and uh, yeah, I was going to say, at Turkey park. Run, does it get that? Does it get that deep? And that yeah. creek? It doesn't. I mean, you only need a couple of feet. You're all right. <laughs> a couple of feet, yeah. Yeah, don't don't do that. And this is not a plug to jump off bridges. I right. put that disclaimer in there now. So this can be for, for Kelly or Brandon. What is something you were known for in college or high school? Brandon, I'll let you go. <laughs> If you guys could all on this podcast see his face right now as we ask this question, because we um, oh man, I'm glad. I'm really wondering what's going through his head right now. Uh, He was known for the double dog dare. It sounds like based off of his last answer. Thank you for answering. Yes, I was known for I was known for the guy that would just do anything. So there you go. So you heard it here, folks. If you have a a crazy double dog dare, Brandon Jermaine. What about you, Kelly? I was always the class clown, if you can believe it. (laughs) <laughs> That's hilarious. I was but always it, getting in trouble a lot, AKA, right? <laughs> all right. So if you're a class clown, let's turn this around. What, what's your proudest accomplishment? Is it being the class clown? <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's probably sneaking into like our courtyard and TPing it, you know, things that we used to think were just hysterical when we were younger. Um, Isn't that the way it is, though? Like the stuff that you used to think is just the coolest, craziest thing was really the silliest. Yeah. Most like, yeah. I don't know, basic yeah, idea. Yeah. The lapse in good judgment. Yeah. 
and making good life choices. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that existed for a couple years for most of us. Well, now there's phones and cameras and people record stuff. So exactly. you got to be careful these days. Now you can get caught. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't get caught. You, well, you could. Thing, I didn't have any of that when I was growing up. Exactly. Um, what is the best gift you've ever given or received? Mm. Well, for us, for a couple of years, our family exchanged gifts and they all had to be homemade. Oh, cool. So um, that was the funnest to do and the most meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just leave it with that. I can't beat that story. So <laughs> good job, Kelly. <laughs> Brandon, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Hmm, that's a great question. My dad used to give me a lot of advice and for probably, I don't know, the first 20 some years of my life, I, I never, I never wanted to believe him that he was right. I think uh -huh. part of it is live life to your fullest and stop worrying what other people think about you and just go out and do the best you can. And I think that's really helped me a lot in life because I think you get wrapped up in trying to compare ourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just creating your own path and doing your own thing, you'll you'll be amazed at how far you can go by being your own person and doing, doing that. So, And I think uh, it's interesting when we hear that because we've probably all heard that to some extent in our lives, like how we break that down at 20 years old versus 40 years old. It's interesting to me because obviously our experiences then allow us to see how much energy was wasted on something that that energy really should have gone towards something else and not worry about what someone else was thinking. That's right. It's almost like you can you can get really bogged down in the regrets of life. And sometimes, you know, the best is just to look forward and do the best you can. Right. Passes in the past for a reason. It all leads us to where we are today and hopefully building stronger, better, happier lives for ourselves. Well, thank you for coming on and joining us, um, warming up your podcast skills uh, for your own podcast. I'm thrilled that you joined us and educated us on very relevant topic of cryptocurrency. Well, thanks for having us. We we enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And the next yeah. time we get to ask you questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're the host. So maybe if you invite us on your all's podcast. There we'll we that. go. <laughs> there you go. And I just want to um, part with everybody send up good vibes for the crypto market to rebound. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> out there. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this episode of For Your Information. Thank you.